you're ready to stop submitting basic applications and winging your interview for your next nursing role, whether you're a graduate nurse or a seasoned healthcare professional, we'd love to exclusively invite you to our secret nurse growth hub, where you can get all of the support to apply, interview and land your next nursing role completely free. All of the resources that we've shared and created over the last three years that have helped 3,000 plus nurses internationally apply, interview and land their next nursing role. So what are you waiting for? Come and join us today. It's completely free. LiamCaswell.com forward slash NGH. Come and join the Nurse Growth Hub today and let's make applying, interviewing and landing your next nursing role easy. We all want freedom. Freedom from our brain, freedom from the negative emotions, freedom from our addictions, freedom from our work, freedom from maybe those relatives that drive us crazy, freedom from all of the things. And we think that freedom comes from all of those things. But freedom is this like internal process that when we allow ourselves to feel more deeply and we curate the skills that we need in order to create freedom for ourselves and we align our thinking and our actions, we can actually create freedom for ourselves. Hello, you are listening to the High Performance Nursing Podcast with me, Liam Caswell, where I help clinicians just like you take control of their careers and remove all the things stopping you from achieving your biggest goals. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the High Performance Nursing Podcast. I'm so excited that you're here today. I am sharing a win. I'm sharing an achievement that I've been working towards for the last three years. And in Trulium style, this episode is a bit of a mixture, but I wanted to share an amazing experience with you all in hope that it will inspire you to pursue whatever goal you might be working towards at the moment in your life, in your nursing career, in your nursing business. Hello, nurse entrepreneurs. And I'm just going to tell you all the dates and all the things. Sit tight because this episode has got lots of juicy wisdom in it. And it also has lots of my personal experiences in growing and building an online nurse career coaching business that has allowed me to travel the world, make money and work as a nurse coach. So without further ado, let's go. Now, if you have been following me online, which you should be, because you're obviously here at High Performance Nursing on Instagram and all other platforms, I won an award recently. And I was reflecting on this. I think that this is possibly maybe one of the first awards that I have actually won. And I've always run a story that I'm that person. Can you relate to this? I'm the person that always comes second. I'm the person that was the deputy head boy at primary school. I was the person that was always chosen to be the second lead male part in the musicals when I was in the musical theatre world. I was always like the second person. And I ran that story for so long. No wonder it bloody hold me back. But now I can safely say, well, I'm kind of still second, maybe even third in the context of this award. But I won a friggin' award and I'm so proud of it. So without further ado, unless you've been living under a rock, I have been traveling all over the place. I have been working, traveling, coaching, 
all over Europe and America. So in the last two and a half weeks or so, at the time of this recording, I was in Rome for a weekend with my parents and my partner and we did all the touristy things and I did some work whilst I was there as well because when you work online, you can do whatever the heck you want and you can serve your people everywhere. So that was heaps fun. It was too hot. It was boiling hot, but it was an amazing experience. If you haven't been to Rome before, you must, must go. And it's funny because me and Luke are kind of like manifesting that. Luke, it's one of his goals. It's one of his dreams to live and work in Rome for a specific organization that he's been working towards. So don't be surprised if you all see me in Rome in the future, okay? <laughs> And you can all come visit. We're going to have fun at the Colosseum, right? So that's Rome. And then I had one day back in Paris and it was like hot mess express, like get all the washing done, jump on some coaching calls, serve our amazing nursing clients. And then I had to jump on another plane. And this time I was heading to the US, to Dallas. And I was heading to the Life Coach School, which is a school that I got trained at as a coach that equipped me with the amazing skills and tools that I have. And I was going to the Mastermind Conference and it's the first time that I've ever been to Mastermind. Earlier this year, I went to their Work Hard, Play Hard event, which was a different experience, but still incredible. And this experience, this Mastermind is all about celebrating coaches who are... You know, it's about celebrating coaches in general, but the, the main theme of it is, is pulling people together, sharing our knowledge, our skills and wisdom, and inspiring each other to keep building our coaching businesses, keep retraining and upskilling and up-leveling our coaching qualifications and knowledge so that we can go out into the world and be a vessel for this work of coaching. And I just have to say, like, it was the most transformative week of my life. The conference was only two days. I arrived Wednesday. As soon as I was in the queue, I like knew some people and I'm like, oh my God, I've got friends in the US for like totes popular. <laughs> and I met some of my friends, my amazing Miami friends from all over the world, America, Europe, Canada, Australia, New Zealand. I met beautiful humans across the globe that like me had an, a moment, an experience in their life and then coaching found them. And like they found coaching and coaching changed their life. And there's just something about being in a room full of people that are so inspiring. It's just the energetics in that space, that hotel for the two, three days that I was there. It just was like palpable. And I've never, ever felt like that. I've never had that experience in nursing. I have to say, I've never had that experience in nursing where the energy is just so high. And I understand and I know why, but I'm just like, oh, how can we create this for nurses? So I met my amazing Miami friends. I met some incredible new friends. Had some drinks in the, the hotel on the Wednesday night met some people, had some dinner. I met people that are finance coaches, you know, female empowerment coaches. I met a questions coach. I met an arm coach. I met like, you name it, you can do whatever you want. Like it was validation and evidence for me that there are no rules in this world. You can do whatever you want and you can make money doing it. So if you're looking for permission and you think that your offer, whatever you have on the table is not accessible and you can't make money from it, I'm telling you right now, it's not factually true. You can do whatever the heck you want. So we had dinner on the Wednesday night and then Thursday was the first day of the conference. And when I checked in, I got a little card that said, you will be receiving an award, which I had applied for previously because I kind of knew that I met the criteria. And you need to be here on Thursday at this time and you're going to go up and collect your award. So the whole day I was like full of this adrenaline, full of the fear, full of the stress, the worry, the anxiety, but also like pride, excitement, joy, elation, happiness, gratitude. It was a full experience. I talk about it a lot in this podcast. That day was like the full human emotional spectrum of experiences for me. I wasn't quite ready slash prepared for it. 
But I think the work that I've been doing over the last few years really got me to that place where I could like just enjoy the morning before I had to get on stage in front of hundreds of coaches and collect my award. Now, before I tell you what I got the award for, I want to share with you the experience of that mastermind and how much it lit a fire underneath my ass and how I am so excited and reinvigorated and reconnected to the power of coaching for clinicians. When I first started this business, I was like, mm, yeah, I'm a coach, you know, like coach, quote unquote coach. And I wasn't really taking it that seriously, which was evidenced by the results that I created in my first year. I was also working full time and finishing off a dual master's. So like a little harsh on myself there. But that first year for me, I was really like, just like dabbling and playing and thinking, oh, coaching could be cute. Like maybe this could help some people. And it did. And I was really, really like, grateful for that experience and that acknowledgement, that kind of external validation, like maybe this will work. And as I've built my business over the last few years, I've been in business now for three years this year in September, which is so amazing. And I am really, really starting to see how powerful coaching truly is and how it is, I believe, the missing piece as a holistic, empowering modality for clinicians just like you and I to thrive, not just survive within our personal life, our careers, our businesses, within our goals, within our capacity. Coaching is the vehicle to take us from where we are now to where we want to be with ease, grace, confidence, and all of the things whilst normalizing the whole process of it just being difficult and amazing in the same breath, right? So this mastermind, the theme of this mastermind was all about feelings and I don't know about you, but as a high-performing nurse who's like, go, 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 who wants to smash all the goals, who wants to climb the ladder and do all the things and make all the money and like have the impact, collect all the certificates, I haven't been very good at feeling. In fact, feeling my feelings has been one of the hardest things that I have ever had to engage in, that I've ever chosen to engage in. And this mastermind like highlighted the heck out of that for me. Now, when I started my therapy journey, like pre-coaching a couple of years ago, like maybe five, six years ago, maybe even longer, actually, I really resisted this idea that like I could feel any emotion. I was so terrified to feel anything other than just busyness, right? Can you relate? Nurses, we're so good at feeling busy. We're so good at practicing that feeling of just being busy all the time. And what this mastermind really helped me lean into and understand was this idea that the more that we feel, the more we allow ourselves to feel the full human emotional spectrum, every emotion that comes up in our lives, the more we allow ourselves to feel harder, we suffer less. Let me say that again. When we feel harder, we suffer less. Now, for those of you watching on YouTube, I do have notes in front of me because there is so much information that I don't want you to miss out on it. So when I'm talking about feeling harder, suffer less, the reason why so many of us are experiencing what we're experiencing now is because we are choosing to not feel. We are actively avoiding our emotions, right? And, and in doing so, we are suffering so much more. So what if we could open ourselves up? What if we could allow ourselves to feel any emotion? Because at the end of the day, we're like, why else are we here to be human? What is our purpose on this planet? It's not to make a gazillion dollars. It's not to save all the patients. It's to tune into your body, to learn how to manage your mind and your body, and to allow yourself to experience this full experience. Why would we be here 
to just experience like a tiny little microsection of this this earth and this human experience. It doesn't make logical sense, right? So I really, really, this mastermind was leaning into this idea of like, if you want a big life, we've got to allow ourselves to have big feels. And when somebody said that, my coach, Brooke Castillo, who has changed my life, that woman is incredible, changed my life. She said, if you want to have a big life, you've got to learn how to feel big. And I was like, that is so good. So many of us are avoiding feeling in any way, shape or form. For you, it might even just be avoiding feeling proud of yourself. What if you just allowed yourself to feel proud? I grappled with that on the day that I received my award. I was standing in that queue thinking, well, there's so many people that aren't getting an award. I don't want to feel overly proud. I don't want to be big headed and cocky and overly confident and like, look at me, I'm so proud of myself. And then I was like, why not? <laughs> right? Because when I feel a certain way, it doesn't impact somebody else's feelings. That falls into their circumstance, right? That's something external to them. They have a thought about that circumstance that creates a feeling for them. And maybe that is a feeling of jealousy, but that's what they create through their thinking, not through seeing me receive an award, okay? Very important to clear that up. So it's so interesting because I feel like I've suffered most of my life because I've not allowed myself to feel. I've been so caught up in my mind that I have not allowed myself to fully experience every emotion that comes my way. And what I've noticed to be true is that in allowing and feeling my emotions, my life is so much better. Even though like I might just randomly cry <laughs> when I'm doing something or I'm watching a TV show or a TikTok triggers me or, you know, there's a thought process that I go through and I feel this like deep emotion. I used to go and then buffer, like watch Instagram or scroll on TikTok or jump onto YouTube or go and eat something or maybe I'll have a glass of wine because I'm avoiding. Instead, now I just notice it in my body and I say, what is this? I'm so curious, emotion, what are you? Who are you? Why are you here? And then I tune into my thinking, I'm like, oh, it makes complete sense that I'm feeling pride in this moment because like my mind is going crazy with all of these pride thoughts. I'm so proud of myself. Look at what you've created. Of course, that's why I'm feeling this immense wave of pride. Let's just let it be. What's wrong with just letting it be? Okay, so I loved, there was so much there, but the, the reason why most of us struggle or suffer is because we're trying to control the world. We're trying to control the circumstances of our life instead of just allowing ourselves to think and feel on a more conscious level. And really, it's all about us trying to create some kind of safety. And for me, safety has been a challenge. Creating that inner safety for myself has been a huge challenge. And I think for a long time, I was looking for safety to create the feeling of safety in the world external to me instead of just tuning into me and exploring what safety looks like for me personally. We then had a couple of different speakers. I'm not going to talk to you about all of them because they were all incredible and there's so much to learn from them. And I'm going to really unpack this learning. But there was a lot of things that I need to talk to you about. DL Sharon came on and she's an incredible, incredible social worker turned life coach for women of color, a sales coach for women of color. And wow, incredible, incredible human being. She talked about creating freedom and how we can create freedom in our lives through feeling harder. And... The freedom that she talked about really resonated with me because I was like, what is it that every one of you that listens to this podcast wants? What do we all want as humans? We all want freedom. Freedom from our brain, freedom from the negative emotions, freedom from our addictions, freedom from our work, freedom from maybe those relatives that drive us crazy, freedom from all of the things, right? And we think that freedom comes from all of those things, but freedom 
is this like internal process that when we allow ourselves to feel more deeply and we curate the skills that we need in order to create freedom for ourselves and we align our thinking and our actions, we can actually create freedom for ourselves. And when she talked about freedom, I thought about my business and I thought about how I used to think that I was just running a small business. And I'll often say that, oh, I just run a small business. I coach nurses, you know, and I like shrug it off. And then it realized to me when DL was talking that, in fact, what I have created, maybe without knowing, is a movement. I've created a movement of nurses who want freedom within their nursing careers, whether that's in their careers or their business, whether that's just cognitively they want freedom or they want emotional freedom. That is what I have created and it's what I will continue to create as I move forward. That was a real, real aha moment for me in thinking about what freedom meant for me. And freedom for me really is like, I am living freedom. I feel like I'm living freedom. I feel like if you were to ask me a couple of years ago what freedom would look like for me, it would be what I have today. I have location freedom. I have time freedom. I don't have financial freedom as such, but that's something that I'm working towards. And... It feels amazing, but it's something that I feel like has been like a strategic byproduct of the, my efforts over the last few years. It's not something I sat down to create, but on reflection, it's something that I now have, which is just amazing. She said this, which I loved. She said, freedom doesn't need perfection. Oh, oh my goodness, let that sink into your bones. Freedom does not need perfection. Amen. I'm going to say nothing else there. You don't need perfection to go after and do the thing that you want that you think will create freedom for you. And then she also said it's not optional. Freedom is not an option. I can't talk today. <laughs> freedom is not optional. I, it's a must. Freedom is essential. We must free ourselves in our minds, our bodies, our emotions, our careers, our lives, our relationships. We want to be in a place where we are free to just live wholly as we are. I thought it was beautiful. We then had a speech language pathologist and life coach from Canada come and talk about nervous system dysregulation. And here, oh my goodness, my mind was blown also. Leah Davidson, incredible. Follow her on, in, I think it's at Leah Davidson. Nervous system dysregulation. And as she started talking, I thought to myself, oh my goodness, this is me. This is every nurse on the planet. We are dysregulated, immensely dysregulated. Leah talked about how we are sometimes not in a place to go through the things that I teach you on this podcast. Sometimes we're not in a cognitive mind-body space to be able to bring on our rational brain and to really work through what we want to make something mean intentionally, right? Sometimes I see this in coaching as well. Sometimes some of our nurses will come to us and they are in such a dysregulated state. And by dysregulated, I mean like, chronic stress state because of our upbringing, because of the way that we think and we feel because of that, because of our environment, because of the industry, because of trauma. There are so many compounding factors that lead to nervous system dysregulation. And you might notice some of that in yourself. Leah talked about this level of chronic stress. And as she kept talking about it, I just kept thinking, oh my goodness, I need to dive into this more. I need to learn more about this. This will help our nurses because we are an industry of dysregulated humans at varying levels across the industry. Some of you might've done nervous system regulation work, 
But a lot of us, day in, day out, if you think about it, 701, you start your shift and you've got a buzz, you've got your patient load and you're happy and you're like four patients and it all looks calm and collected. By 702, there's a cardiac arrest happening and maybe it's one of your patients that you didn't expect. Your nervous system, your fight or flight response is in full whack. And then the next thing, you've got a patient that's deceased and then you get four new admissions and they flip the ward and then you don't get a break. And all of the things happen within an eight or a 12 hour day. Think about the importance of us needing to be able to manage our mental and emotional well-being through that day. Unlike any other career where like we experience all levels of emotion within a tiny micro period of time as a clinician, as a nurse, as a midwife, as a paramedic, as a doctor, as a speech path, right? But more so as nurses on the front line. So it just struck me how important this work is because of that reason. We are in constant fight or flight. And if we do not know how to regulate our dysregulated system, we are in trouble, my friend. And this spoke to my soul because this is me. This was me for years. My whole career, dysregulated. Probably my whole childhood, dysregulated. This work is life-changing and I'm excited to dive into it more. Because in order for us to build sustainable nursing careers and even online businesses, I have noticed over the last few years how I am on this path of regulating my nervous system and unbusying my life. If you're anything like me, you probably spend half your life thinking that you've got to be busy all the time. You have a day off and you're still in this constant state of fight or flight. You're in this high stress, high, quote unquote, high energy, but you feel like absolute shit. You're dragging your ass to do everything that you need to do because we're in this dysregulated state. And when we no longer can manage that, we drop into this hypo state where we are in burnout, right? And we have chronic fatigue and all of these other issues because our nervous system is not meant to operate at fight or flight all the time. We have a lot of work to do in the nursing industry around trauma, PTSD, dysregulated states, dysregulated nervous systems, and chronic stress and fatigue. There's so much work to be done there. But Leah was incredible and it's something that I'm going to be talking more about on this podcast. I can't even read my freaking writings. <laughs> my writings? My writing. We had other speakers that talked about like willingness and the willingness to try. And many of you that listen to this podcast, I want you to really think about this. Are you willing to explore curiously what is available to you in your career, in your life? Ask yourself that question. Be honest. Are you willing to try? Because I would not have got this award that I got this week if I was not willing to try. And it's not about the award, but that's a, a byproduct of the award, of the process of me being willing to try, me being willing to fail, me being willing to feel my emotions, me being willing to manage my mind, me being willing to just apply for the job that I think that I'm maybe not capable of getting, but I'm just going to try. How could your life change if you just embraced being willing? That's it. I'm just willing to try. Because really the worst thing that can happen when you do try is an emotion. And if we're living by the rules of feeling harder and we know that no feeling can hurt us, no feeling is unfeelable, right? You can feel all of the things. You will still survive. You probably have felt all of the things already and you're still here. So what if you could open yourself up to all of the feelings and you allowed yourself willingly to just try whatever it is you might be, want to do? Business setting up an online coaching business. Maybe you want to set up an NDIS. Maybe you want to do this. Maybe you want to move in your career. Maybe you think it's time to get that non-clinical role. Are you willing to just try? Only you can answer that. Then we had an amazing presentation from Courtney, who is a life coach school coach, and she talked about the capacity for joy or to feel. I think this was beautiful. It was like, do you have the capacity to just practice this feeling and emotion that maybe you've not practiced before? 
okay? And for Courtney, it was joy. What is it that you maybe need to practice feeling that you don't allow yourself to feel? For me, it's like gratitude, pride, right? Like even just acknowledgement of my achievements. That's really hard for me. It's very hard. Even though I'm sitting here talking to you about it now, it's very hard for me to be like, oh, I got an award and tell you about it. Seriously, it's something I have to process, something I have to work towards. So I'm building capacity for pride. And I think it's such important work. MJ, who is a a no BS business coach and no BS weight loss coach, no bullshit weight loss coach. I love it. She talked about fuck healing. (laughs) Excuse my French. And she talked about like the fact that we're all on our own path. And some of you might be in a place where like you see all these options for healing and modalities and pathways. And I'm a bit like this. I see all of the things and people are promising you like change your life in 12 weeks. And like at the start, I was like, oh my God, yeah, let's do that. I can change my life in 12 weeks. And now I'm so skeptical because now I'm like, I know that it takes a long time. That's why a lot of our offerings that we offer don't have timeframes because it would be a lie for me to say I can change your life in 12 weeks. I can. There will be components of your life that will change, but I know that this work is long-term. And she said, just own your path and do it your way, which I think is beautiful. It's beautiful. Okay, I'm going to speed this up a little bit because I feel like I'm, I want to get to the awards. It's so fun, but you guys, I'm sure you're getting lots from this. Trudy LeBron is a diversity, equity, inclusion specialist and coach. She's incredible. She's done a lot of amazing work. One thing that she talked about, or two things that she talked about, that really hit me was that our brain is still developing until 25 the age of 25. So for those of you that are under 25, it's not me, (laughs) it's probably not many of us, but for those of you that are under 25, your brain is still malleable. Your brain is still like, you know, developing, growing, all of the things, it's taking in everything, it's processing. So it's important for all of us to know that and understand because we have some people coming in that brains are still super, what's the word? Like we can influence our brains and we want to make sure that we treat them, these people, you know, up until 25 with kindness, love, acceptance, compassion. And some of the things that I hear from people that are under 25 that are coming into the industry scare me a little bit, right? In the way that they're being received and treaties. And this happens across the board. It's not just people under 25, but if their brain is still developing, like maybe that's a consideration. Maybe that's something we need to think about. Trudy also talked about the three types of the mind and uh, she talked about these kind of three stages of our evolution of our brain and our personal development. You know, in this podcast, we talk all the time about personal development. She talked about the first stage being the socialized mind, which is about 58% of the, the group that was studied, which is very focused on what other people think about you. That's kind of what runs your life. And then the second stage was this self authority mind, which is about 35% of the population. So people that have been doing the work and we don't want to shame people that aren't doing the work, right? Because everybody's at their, their own level. But 35%, they're clear on who they are and they're growing, they're developing. But maybe they're still like thinking about the other people and they're kind of moving into the next level. And then there was this self-transforming mind and it's the 1%. And honestly, I think I probably fit into the second level. Potentially, like I feel like I'm getting clearer on who I am, but I'm still not 100% there. And... This level, this 1% is all about interconnected identities and how that sometimes we think that like we are just one type of person or we're just a nurse so, and that, that kind of like becomes who we are in, in wholeness and that's just who we are and who we sell ourselves as to the world. But what if we are like this amalgamation of interconnected identities? What if we are just multiple personas and that's totally fine? What if we are a nurse that used to be a pharmacist that's also a mother and a carer and you're an auntie and all of the things? 
How can we bring all of that together to really help us become part of that 1% where we evolve our brains and we evolve our capacity to feel? I thought it was beautiful and there's more to it than that, but I just wanted to share it with you. Couple of final things as I talk about the mastermind. Of course, I'm at amazing people, right? And we did lots of fun things. I'll tell you a little bit about that in a second. But Erica Royal, the CEO of the Life Coach School, did a presentation on big leadership energy. I love this. I'm definitely doing a podcast on this. She talked about how leadership is all about feelings, right? And I think this is one of the challenges in healthcare. This is one of the reasons why we don't have good leadership is because our leaders aren't willing to feel. They're not willing to feel vulnerability, They're not willing to feel openness, curiosity. They're really practiced at feeling right, right? They're really great at thinking that they're right all the time. And I'm generalizing here, okay? I know there are amazing people that listen to this podcast that are great and you're doing the work and you're open to all of the things. But she really talked about the key to leadership being curiosity and vulnerability. And I couldn't agree more. It's a lot of the Brene Brown work was kind of recited here. I mean, being dare, like you're being willing to dare to lead. And really, when you're a leader, if you're a leader listening to this, the more I learn about life, self-development, personal development, leadership, I did a master's in healthcare, leadership and management. And you know, the one thing that was not part of that master's was how do you lead yourself? Such an important point of the, the process. If we do not learn how to lead ourselves, we are in big trouble, my friends. You will have an awakening. You will have a moment. You will have this episode in your life where you will just question everything. Because leadership will expose all of your mental and emotional drama to you. It will. And you need to be willing again to curiously explore what is coming up for you and dive into the vulnerability of learning more about yourself. If you can't lead yourself, I think it's crazy that we think we could lead other people. Crazy. If you are not, you know, smashing them goals and working towards the things and doing all the things and managing your mind and feeling all your feelings and feeling harder on purpose and seeing that your thoughts create your results as an individual who is a leader leading themselves through this thing called life, I think you're going to struggle to lead a team. That's what happened to me. I did not know how to lead myself. I thought I did. I had no clue. I was running on autopilot. I was running all these subconscious negative patterns that I'd accumulated through 10 years of trauma, PTSD, stress, chronic stress, nervous system dysregulation in the healthcare industry, plus all of my childhood shit and being LGBTQIA and not coming out and not knowing who I am and all of that shit. And then add on top of that, I'm now responsible for 50 people and a budget of millions of dollars. Insanity. (laughs) It's insanity, right? So the more that we learn to lead ourselves, the more we can beautifully lead other people and the more that leadership will become easier, right? Like when we do hard things, life gets easy. I love that saying, when we do hard things, life gets easy. We think it's the other way around. It should be easy. No, we got to do the hard things and then it will get easier. So she talked about this emotional regulation scale. I loved this. And she was talking about where are you on the emotional regulation scale, right? Are you like, you know, emotionally unaware or are you emotionally aware? And where could you place yourself on that scale? Because if you're operating in, let's say an eight, which is like high stress, dysregulating nervous system as a leader and you're out there on the floor you're setting the temperature for the unit other people will see that they will role model your behavior and your actions and you're gonna have leadership problems right because then you're gonna have a team that's all operating in an eight so i thought about this idea of like how can we emotionally regulate ourselves as an individual so that when we go out into the unit and the team in our meetings we can kind of regulate their emotional state as well there's so much work to be done here in healthcare and i think it's super super important 
So next time you run out onto the floor, you need something or you find yourself in that like dysregulated high stress state, think about the impact that that has on the culture of the team and their emotional regulation as well. Okay, if they see the leader dysregulated and they can see you having a flap, they're definitely flapping unless they're super aware of themselves. And then everybody else beneath them is also flapping. Okay, and that does not equal best outcomes for our patients, for our culture, for our team, for our staff. She also talked a little bit about trauma and leadership. I'm not going to go into it today because I'm exploring more about trauma at the moment. But um, in a nutshell, she really honed in about how cultivating emotional awareness was so important for leaders in healthcare. Now, the one person that I was desperate to hear speak, Sunny Smith, Dr. Sunny Smith, physician in the US. She worked in a general practice, a primary health care. She's done lots of amazing things. Wow. This presentation had me like on my feet from the minute it started. I had this full somatic visceral experience where I needed to stand up. As she walked out onto the stage, they did an amazing like prep video about her and how she's changing the face of healthcare one doctor at a time. And I just like selfishly was sitting there like, oh my God, like what if this happens for me in the future? What if one day I am on that screen and that's my impact? Not in an egotistical way. Like I was so inspired by her work and her contribution to the world and what she is doing for physicians and patients through utilizing coaching in medicine in the US. Inspirational. Now, Dr. Sunny Smith is not only an incredible physician, she also is just a beautiful human and she's offered me lots of advice in the last few years and she's always so accessible and available. So thank you, Sunny. Sunny will never listen to this, but if she does, that Sunny, you're an inspiration. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now, Sunny shared with us some evidence-based data and research around the impact of coaching on physician wellness and well-being burnout, all of the things that I've just talked about, dysregulated states, evidence-based research, proof, data, evidence-based research that coaching is incredible and coaching is transformative and coaching when done well is potentially the secret, the, the pill that we all need to take in healthcare in order for us to be able to enjoy our careers a little bit more. Now, this is not new news, right? Like nursing is a little behind. Let me just stop here. Nursing is a little behind in the sense that if you talk to any multidisciplinary team member, especially if you're in Australia, what do they get every week or every second week? They get clinical supervision. They get an hour to debrief and unpack and explore what's happened for them, their patient caseload. They get to process all of the things. Now, social workers and MDT do heavy work, right? But like how to the know it's not heavier than what nurses do, <laughs> right? I'm sorry, MDT peers. We are at the front line and yet we do not have the same privileges extended to us. That is gonna change. I was so inspired and motivated by what Sunny offered that it just triggered me into this state of like, I don't care what it takes for me to make this happen, I will make it happen. Everybody listening, you were here first, you heard it here first, we will bring coaching to clinicians. I am not stopping until every clinician nurse, midwife has a coach. I'm not talking about clinical coaches or coaches. I think you guys all do amazing. Coaches that are trained as coaches. Coaching is a specialty. It is a modality that is future focused, allows you to process your past, allows you to center in the present. Coaching does not pathologize you ever. This is what Sunny said. And I love this. 
No one ever comes to coaching and I say, you know, what you have is you have your coaching and just trauma or whatever, right? I never label people. Coaching doesn't do that. We don't give people labels. We see them as a whole beautiful self. We see them for who they are. We offer them kindness and compassion. We see them as 100% whole, worthy, capable. No one that I've ever coached have I seen as 70% capable. 70% whole. More work to do. They are complete. Coaching is a modality that transforms and empowers people's lives. It changed the trajectory of my life. So much so that I travel internationally. I live in Paris, France, and I got an award and I have huge impact in the world and it's going to get bigger. And that's all from coaching. That's because one day I was willing to try coaching. Not as some like woo-woo thing, because I needed the help. I needed to create safety. I needed to explore what was available to me. It was divine timing that my coach just flippantly said, you should check out the Life Coach School. And I did, and it changed my freaking life. So, Sunny Smith, incredible. She talked about evidence-based research around coaching. She talked about that if coaching was a pill, wait for it, if coaching was a pill, every doctor in the US would be prescribing it. That sentence, like, hit me. If coaching was a pill, every doctor in the US would be prescribing it. And guess what? Every nurse would be administering it. Oh my God, we would be administering coaching pills. Now we can already do that. We can already start coaching our patients, coaching our peers, coaching ourselves, coaching our teams, coaching the MDT. Every nurse is a coach. Let me say it again. Every nurse is a coach. What we do is coaching. We just are not equipped with the skills to coach. I'm going to change that. So, Sunny talked about arrival fallacy, and I love this. And I think as high performers, we need to talk about this. I've talked about it before. But if you're anything like me, you think that when you get to the goal, life will be so much better. Oh my God, you know what? When I get that master's, all the doors in the world are going to open, and I'm going to just have the best opportunities. Just drop at my feet, right? Do you think something like that? I used to think as well, like, when I make $10,000 a month in my business, then, oh my goodness, I'm going to feel amazing, <laughs> for those watching this on YouTube, that's not how the world works, my friends. Okay, so what Sunny talked about was this idea of arrival fallacy. When I, then I. Okay, watch yourself telling yourself these stories because the reality is our results don't create our feelings. Okay, our thoughts do. So we get to decide whether or not we wait until we achieve that result or that we create thinking on the way to the goal, to the result that generates the feeling ahead of time. And one of the things that she talked about was the importance of feeling along the way on the journey to the goal. Because if we're waiting to feel when we hit that result, you might have already experienced this. It's like a big non-event. You get there and you're like, oh, I, I did it. I made it happen. Because we don't allow ourselves to feel on the way. So what makes us think that when we get the result that we're going to feel? It's not how the world works, okay? So we want to really not swap out and like not plan for our results and like have amazing big goals, but we want to really intentionally feel along the way and listen and tune into our body. Sunny also talked about the neuroscience behind labeling your feelings, okay? So for some of this, this like this is so easy for us to do, right? Okay, right now I'm feeling overwhelmed. 
That's all it takes to take a little bit of the edge, to decrease the impact of that emotion on your psyche and on your experience as a human. So when you label your feeling, you take away a part of its power and diminish it ever so slightly. So maybe it's easier for you to process and allow it. So start labeling your feelings. This is sadness. This is madness. And we want to build that bank of emotional vocabulary so that we are move away from just sad, mad, glad, happy to like, this is exhilaration. This is motivation. This is willingness, right? This is curiosity. Try it on. And I've talked about all the other things here that I said. Sunny Smith is incredible inspiration for me. And I just like cannot even. I sat there and I thought to myself, I want to be the Sunny Smith that brings coaching to nursing. And even though in that moment I felt all the feelings, like I shat myself, (laughs) not literally, but I literally crapped myself. And then I was like, oh my, why not me? Why not me? What if I was willing to try? What if I was willing to get over my own bullshit in my brain and my feelings to go out there and to give it my best? Maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't happen. And what if I release the how? What if I stop trying to manufacture the process and I just set the result and the goal and on the path to the goal, I notice every thought and feeling that comes up. I allow it, I process it. I feel harder because in order to have a big life, I need to feel big. Oh, Like that's like full circle moment. Now, for those of you that are still here, I know I've teased you a little bit in this episode and I hope you got some value from that. I'm sure you have. This will speak to the right people and I trust that. I got an award. Can I tell you about it? Let me tell you about it. I'm so excited. So for those of you that are watching online, I'm going to show you. So I got it in this beautiful Tiffany box. Look at it. I've never had anything so fancy in my life. Seriously, Tiffany, like what is this? And the box is quite big. As you can see, I'm going to like hold it up here and parade it. And it was full packed full of papers. I was like, oh, I thought it was like a bigger award. Here's me being a little greedy. But the award itself, are you ready? Oh my goodness. Okay. So for those of you on the podcast, you can't see it, but you can come to YouTube and I'll make sure the picture is on the show notes page so you can click after this. But look at it. You probably can't see. I've got my lights up the top there. So it says the Life Coach School, Liam Caswell, 2022 to 2023. Now you can see on there, it says 100k coach. So let me tell you, why I got this award and why I'm so proud of it. Now, 100K coach means that within a 12 month period, I generated 100,000 US dollars in a 12 month period within my business. Now, that is something that I am immensely proud of. There are hundreds of people in this room. There are thousands, I think over three and a half thousand people that have been trained by the Life Coach School. And I'm one of very few people that have created $100,000 in 12 months, USD, not AUD, USD, through coaching. And I am immensely, immensely proud of that. Now, for me to talk about money on this podcast, I've had a lot of thoughts about this. It's been challenging for me. I have got a lot of work to do around money and shame. And I think that as clinicians, we have a lot of interesting stories about money. We think we deserve more. Like, I totally agree. We deserve more. And then when you set up your own business and you start charging people, you're like, I like undersold the shit out of my coaching for a long time. And it's been a real process for me to get to a stage where like I can say, this is how much it costs to work with me. And guess what? Like, yeah, that's what it is. And that's how I create this result. But I'm really focused on making sure that whatever I do over delivers for people, right? And that it just breaks their brain and it's irresistible in the sense that it's so good that why would you say no to it, okay? And one thing that I want to mention here is that in creating that 100K in a 12-month period, one thing that I think has helped me get there for anybody that's an entrepreneur that's thinking about achieving this goal for themselves is creating safety, creating safety and investing. 
I think that for me, when I've invested in the past, and I've invested a lot of money, $50,000 in coaching over the last few years, there's been a lack of safety, right? And that's created through my thoughts. And I create that feeling of like unsafe. But I think that what I have offered to the nursing industry is safety and investing because we work with everybody until they land their job, right? And I think that that's been a really, really important factor. So think about how you might be able to create some form of safety in your clients when they're thinking about investing in you, but also teaching and reminding people that whatever you invest in yourself is never a waste. It's only a waste if you believe it's a waste, right? There's absolutely no downside to investing in yourself because you're always going to have it unless somebody steals your brain. Okay, you're always going to have that knowledge. And once you learn something, you can't unlearn it. So that's my kind of principle on investing. But let me tell you about what this means for me. I have been working towards this goal for three years. When I first started my business, I was working full time as a nurse, as a nurse unit manager, hating my life, <laughs> I'm dysregulated, burnt out, wired nervous system, shitty mind, shitty thoughts. I'm judging, but like really negative thoughts, I'm depressed anxious, overweight, overeating, overdrinking, all of the things. Buffering, over shopping as well. I used to go out and spend all my days, just days off, like exploring in the external world, looking for the thing that was going to make me feel better. And yeah, I went to a career coach and started to see all of this come to fruition, started to expose myself to this. So this signifies, this award signifies three years of work for me. Three years of really feeling hard. I want to tell you and offer you some things that have happened over the last three years that maybe some of you might know about, some of you don't. But the last three years has been extremely challenging, rewarding, exciting, exhilarating, challenging, dramatic. Yeah, all of the things. So a couple of things that have happened over the last three years, allowing myself to feel hard and being willing to just try has led to the creation of this award, 100k in 12 months. But I didn't start there, right? I did not start with 100k. It's important for me to talk about this so that you guys can see the evolution of that journey. So the first year of my nursing business, I made $10,000. Okay, I was working full time, and I made $10,000 on the side. And then the next year, I went all in on my coaching business, I moved to Sydney, and I really started allowing myself to just create what I thought at the time were like awesome, irresistible offers. And I made incredible offers. I made lots of offers to people to work with me. I introduced coaching to people for the first time, in nursing in particular. And there was a lot of people that were resistant to the change, a lot of people that thought knew they needed help, but they didn't trust me. They didn't trust the the offering. They didn't trust the pricing. So I made a lot of offers and a hell of a lot of people said no. And when people say no to you, and you're used to being a high performer that kind of like gets and creates everything that you want, That that's an opportunity for feeling hard. I, I felt all of the things, shame, rejection, resentment, fear, worry, overwhelm, self-doubt, low confidence. Can I even do this, right? I went through the full human emotion spectrum. I had to process it, work through my mindset, work through my feelings, allow, and then find alternative realities for myself. The second year that I started coaching that second year, I went all in on my business and I made 180,000 Australian dollars, just over 180,000 Australian dollars. Now that is amazing. Like I'm so, so proud of that. Even as I tell you that I'm a little scared, (laughs) but I know that some of you need to hear that it's possible for you in your business, whether that's online or whatever you're doing. So I made 180K 
And that year for me was all about willingness to try, get curious, to explore all the things, to change my offers, to make what I call irresistible offers, where people like get all of the things they need and it's guaranteed. It's not just where people just come and give you money, right? Like there's a perception online that you just put out offers out there and people pay you. It does not happen like that. I put out a couple of posts and I thought I was going to make a million dollars, seriously. So that's not how the world works. You've got to put in a lot of work. So I had to upskill in that year. I had to learn sales, marketing. I had to learn copywriting. I had to learn email funnels. I had to learn how to create an amazing program. I had to learn how to coach better. I had to evolve my skill set. I had to fill in the gaps, plug in the holes so that I could create more value for the world. My coach says that the amount of money that you're paid is is equivalent to the amount of value you put out into the world. And I love that idea of like, the more that I can create a value, the more income and impact I can create. Now, it's really interesting because 180k is around the, the salary I was being paid in my last nursing job. So isn't that interesting that that's kind of like where it stopped for me. I had a goal of 200k that year and I made 180k. And whilst I was like so, so proud, a little part of me was like, oh, but you've been here before. This is what I wanted to talk about with the rival fallacy. That is the first time in my life I have made 185k through my own business. I created that result myself. No one, like, employer didn't pay me. I created that myself. And my brain was like, when I make 200k, I'm going to be proud of myself. When I make 185k, I'll be proud of myself. And guess what? When I made the money, I felt no different. Absolutely no different. <laughs> right? I felt no different. I just was the same. I did not allow myself to enjoy the process of hitting that goal. I waited until the goal to feel. So if you take anything away from today, it's allow yourself to feel all of the feelings en route to the goal. Now, in order to get to that 185k, I didn't only just learn about sales marketing and all of the things. I had to grow my podcast. I had to get more strategic with the podcast and the topics that I'm talking about. I had to stop giving people platforms that were never going to share the podcast, right? I was introducing them to thousands of people and they weren't sharing it. And I was like, well, this is my time and my resource. Like these are amazing clinicians that give me their time and their resource. So I value that. So I had to reposition how I wanted to do the podcast. I nearly put out 1,500 posts, 100 posts on Instagram and Facebook. There's more than that because I've got Facebook groups that I post in and oh my goodness, all of the things. I've put out over 140 episodes of the podcast, 140 hours, double that at least, right? That's like two full months of podcast work and preparation, plus all the behind the scenes work, right? I put out about 50 blogs on the website we have lots of traffic coming to the website every every week. I've created multiple websites because I deleted a few of them by mistake, which is hilarious. I've had to learn all these technological systems and tools. It's been a fucking uphill battle. I can't even read that. Oh, we've had 400 clients, over 400 clients globally in all ways, shapes and forms, right? So whether you've bought something from us and just used it yourself or you've engaged in our services, we've had clients in the UK, Australia, we had a client in the US, we've had a client in New Zealand, a couple of clients in New Zealand now. It's incredible, right? We've got over 4,000 people that have downloaded something from us that are using it in their nursing careers to apply interview or land in their next job. Amazing. We've had over 60,000 listeners with this podcast globally in like over 140 countries. I think it's countries. <laughs> I'm butchering my geography's bad. We've, no, I think it's cities. Like 80 countries, 140 cities. What the actual hell? This week, we were, we're in the top 100 in Korea. 
What? Hello, Korea. Oh my goodness. Like, when I started this, I never thought. We're frequently in the top 100 in Australia for self-improvement. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you is not even enough. I, I can't even express. And I get messages every day from people that say the podcast changed my life. And that's literally why I'm here, okay? My rambling sometimes might drive you crazy, but I'm here to help you transform into the high performer that you truly are, to stop seeing yourself through this lens of not being good enough, not capable, not worthy, to go ahead and create whatever you want to create. It is literally my life's work. It is my mission on this earth. Ran over. We've also had some amazing brand sponsorships. We've been sponsored by US companies for the podcast. And at the moment, we have an incredible Australian sponsorship. So thank you, thank you, thank you to those people, those brands. I can't even read my friggin' writing, people. We've faced many rejections in the process. I have been rejected so many times by people. People have said no to me. People say yes to me and then they go away and say no and that's totally fine. So I've had to learn how to navigate all of that, right? That's not something anybody ever teaches us. Is what do you do when somebody says, yeah, like I'm going to do the thing and then they don't. Like, because you've got to like process some of that. It's kind of like micro trauma because you can see that the people need the help, but they won't give it to themselves. They won't gift themselves the support that they need. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, it's like we face it every day in healthcare. People need to stop smoking, but they won't do it, right? And that is like something that we have to process. So it's been very interesting. I've also been publicly criticized. I've been shamed online. People have said nasty things to me online. People have bitched and complained and had opinions about what I have to say. And it's triggered something within them. And that's been really challenging for me because I'm a chronic people pleaser. So in getting to this goal of 100K, like I've had to overcome a lot of shit. Like they say that being an entrepreneur, being a nursepreneur brings up all of your shit and drama. And if I did not have mindset work, thought, feeling, action work, if I did not learn how to process and feel all of my emotions, if I did not go to Dallas this week and be inspired and be in the room with incredible people across the globe that are transforming the world through coaching, I don't know how I would have done it. If I have not invested over $50,000 in my brain, I would not have created the result of making over $100,000 in a year, right? Insanity. It's just like, oh my God, the, the, the gift that coaching has gifted me has just changed my life. And of course, there's been lots of learning along the way. Now, this year, so far, we have crossed over $140,000 in about six, seven months. I'm so proud of that. I am so immensely proud of that. Now, you'll notice that I've talked about both income and impact. And the reason why I'm doing that is because the more that I learn about making money, the more that I learn about making your own money online, the more I realize that whether I make 200K, whether I make 2 million, whether I make 200 million in my lifetime. By the way, I want to make a lot of money. And I think that we need to start having this conversation because money equals freedom. And I think that for me, it's I want to be able to create enormous wealth for myself because the whole reason I'm here is to help nurses see what is possible for them in their life and their career and to bust all of the myths about what you think is possible. I want to be the person that's like, oh my goodness, if he did it, I can do it. I want to be on a stage one day inspiring you to go after your goals. I want to be in the room with you one day to inspire you to see that what you thought was possible is just the tip of the iceberg and that you can keep going and that you can feel harder and that you manage your mind, and that you can experience all of the things, and you can come out at a stronger, amazing human being that can create incredible results for themselves. Income and impact. So the more that I realize and learn about money, the more I'm like, yeah, it'd be amazing to fly business class all the time, and it'd be great to have financial freedom, and that's what I'm working towards, unapologetically. But also, I'm so inspired about having 
impact in the world. The impact is what actually gets me up and gets me moving. Because let's be real, money comes, money goes. Money is just energy. Money comes, money goes. It's just energy. And that has been one of the main lessons that I have taken away from creating, making over $300,000 in the last three years, is that money is literally a neutral circumstance. It is just a thing in the world. And the more of it that I have, the more, like, by the way, that's not sitting in my bank. You guys know what it's like. <laughs> you make 100K, half of, most of it's gone. Tax, all of the things. I have a team. I hire people. I have editors for the podcast. I have all of the things, right? So even at 100K, 150K, the reality is a lot of that is not just disposable income that's sitting in your bank account, right? So it's also about recognizing that the income is a strategic byproduct. It's a lovely thing. It's great to have and it's essential and I need to make money to be able to live. But what drives and motivates me the most is the impact. It's getting messages from clinicians that have consumed anything that we put out. And I'm saying, by the way, this just spoke to my soul. It's helping grads see that they can do whatever the heck they want and start their career. It's helping nurses that want to reinvent their career, take the plunge, invest in themselves and create safety for themselves to do so and then go and blow their own damn mind and make even more money and have better work-life balance. It's about getting our love heart on a post just because I know that it resonated with somebody. It's about speaking the truth that no one else is going to speak. It's about me putting out content, oodles of content and seeing what lands and seeing what resonates with people and tailoring and tweaking it in the process. It's about sharing what I've learned to be true with you so that you can run with that information and make it your own. One thing that I have learned on this journey is that creating impact in the nursing industry is a non-negotiable. That it is, I've questioned this for a long time, it is my duty, it is my destiny on this earth to serve clinicians and to help elevate the nursing industry. This sounds so egotistical as I say it, but I just believe it so deeply in my core. And this is the evolution of Liam. This is the evolution of me from where I used to be to where I am now. I used to think, oh my God, who does he think he is? Now, and you might have the same thought and you're allowed to have that thought. But now I'm like, oh my goodness, this is the non-negotiable. I have seen the evidence. I can't unsee it. What else are we going to do? How else are we going to transform this industry? More money ain't going to change shit. More money helps your life be a bit more comfortable. And it's amazing. And we all need that. For sure. I want to help more people make more money. For sure. Right? But what really frees people, what really creates freedom, is freedom from our internal BS stories that are keeping us stuck. And that is where the impact in our work lies. And that is something that I am so inspired about. Exploring, offering to the world as we move into the late stages of 2023 and into 2024. So I've talked about a hell of a lot on this hour. I don't normally do hour long episodes, but I just felt so inspired. And I wanted to give you so much from my experience last week. Sometimes I spend a lot of time in my head thinking that I'm not doing enough, that I'm not, everything I teach you, I go through as well. And sometimes I spend a lot of time thinking that I'm, you know, who am I to be this person? Am I the right person? And I've been diving a lot into my human design, which is just incredible for those of you that haven't explored it. Go and explore it, Google it, take it from there. There will be more on that in the future. But my human design, I'm a generator. I'm a 3-5 generator with a sacral authority. For those that know, you know. For those that don't, we don't have enough time. But in a nutshell, 3-5, I'm here 
as, as per human design, I'm here to try everything out and to learn what works and what doesn't work. And then I'm here to universalize a solution for the world to help people evolve and to spiritually rise and wake up and see what they can actually create in this life. And when I learned this about myself, my three, five, I thought, oh my goodness, I've been doing this the whole time. And it raised within me this thought of like, maybe we're all on the right path. Maybe there is absolutely no question about where you are today. And maybe, just maybe, everything is working out as it's meant to be. And maybe if we just stopped judging and questioning, we could create some space to just see how that could be true. For me, I have questioned for years whether or not nursing is the right industry for me, whether or not I am a, you know, should stay in nursing, how I should help nursing. And all of it has just been wasting a whole lot of friggin' time because I am aligned. I'm so aligned in my 3-5 human design. I'm a generator, which means I'm here to build. I'm here to build. I have the energy to build something that satisfies the shit out of me. And you know what? Even though I've made over 300k in the last couple of years, I've never paid myself less money because I am building. I am sacrificing. I'm building something for the future of healthcare. And for those of you that want to come on the journey, you are welcome to come with me. And I'm so excited to see what that looks like. Okay. And then the sacral authority part is about trusting my gut. And actually, interestingly, it's really about tuning into my body and my somatics and feeling more which just is like full circle for this week. I think that's why it had such a profound, prolific effect on me when I stood on that stage and I received my awards. And I cannot even tell you how many emotions I felt within that 10 second window of being backstage, waiting for my name to be called, to walking on the stage in front of hundreds of people, receiving an award, having a massive cheer in the audience from my people, you know who you are, and then offering a piece of wisdom and advice to other entrepreneurs that want to make $100,000 or more as a coach, whether you're a nurse or not, and then walking off that stage. Full human emotion experience. It was like all of the things, but I was so proud that I let myself experience that. And I want to leave you with this. One person in the audience came up to me afterwards and she said, I could see how much that meant to you. She said, I could sense and feel your emotion. I was standing there on the stage, getting my picture taken. I could barely even smile because I was so overcome. And I'm even feeling it right now with such pride, like pride like I've never felt before. Celebratory pride. And she said to me, well done. Like you're feeling harder. You're doing the work. And it just smacked me in the face. So I just want to say to you guys, maybe you're already doing the work. Maybe you are right where you're meant to be. What if that could be true? What if it could be true that in feeling harder, you create the life, the career, the business of your dreams? What if the thing that is stopping you from achieving whatever it is that you want to achieve in your life is just allowing the feelings? The sooner that you allow yourself to feel all of the shit, all of the positives, all of the negatives, the 50-50 of life, the quicker you will get to the result that you want to create. But whilst you work towards that result, you've got to allow that experience we have to tune into our bodies. Our bodies do not lie. Our bodies offer the signal that we need to pay attention to. We have to get so curious with our bodies. We have to be so aware of our nervous system. We have to consciously manage our thoughts, feelings, and our actions so that we can create the result. Whatever it might be for you, it might not be 100K. It might be a million. It might be 10 million. It might be 50K. It might be 10K in your business part-time. Who cares? It does not matter. And I want you to think about this. The income is amazing. Like this award is amazing. But what if it's also about the impact? What if what you're working towards is all about 
the impact and the strategic byproduct of you creating impact in the world is income. I'm going to leave you with that. So I spoke for so long. I'm so grateful for your time. Please send me a message. Let me know what you thought of this episode. Tell me all the things. Tell me if you're coming on this journey with me. Tell me if you want to learn more about how coaching could help you in your nursing life, your career, even your business. I've got some incredible plans. I had this full alignment of where I'm going next year with everything that we're doing. And I cannot wait to tell you more about it. But for now, stay safe, stay forever curious. You're doing the work, you're incredible. Feel harder and we'll see you next week. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I'm so privileged that you spent your time with us here today. Hey, can I ask a favour? If you know someone that would benefit from this podcast episode, please share it with them. The more you share, the more we get in front of amazing nurses and we're able to help them see that nursing on their terms across their career is totally possible for them. So I'd love if you could do that. Now, I will see you in the next episode next week. Until then, let's make this year the year that you nurse on your terms. Are you ready? Let's do it.